Life is precious, and we all have the opportunity of living it to the fullest. Unfortunately, so few of us know how to manage it all. How do we account for our opportunities? How do we account for our time? How do we account for our relationships, health, spirituality, homes, finances, influence, and careers? How do we account for the one life we have to live? I am so glad you asked. In this program, you will find answers to all of these questions and more. Welcome to the Account for Your Life podcast with your host, the healthy accountant himself, Jay Moore. What's happening and welcome back today. We're going to talk about the one problem that makes all the difference. And so I'm going to start like this, like what, what's, an, what's a recurring problem in your life? Um, you know, what problems do you see in the world? What problems do you see in your family? What, like, what kind of problems are in your environment? You know, today we're just going to look at problems and, you know, look at the different types of problems that we have and, um, and just kind of hone in on this one problem. Um, because when we, when we discover the one problem and we see how this one problem is, is the key to something, it's going to make all the difference in, in our lives. So thanks for joining me today. And so think about this. Um, if you have not subscribed to this podcast, go ahead and subscribe. We do appreciate it. We definitely want to make a difference in the world. So what are problems? What are problems? Problems are problem problems are in some cultures, I think in Asian cultures, um, they look at them as opportunities, um, opportunities for, for something. So when you think about it, if you flip a problem around and you say, wow, I've got a problem, um, you know, I need to make more money. What's the opportunity there? Like how, how can I, how can I leverage the opportunity, the fact that I don't have any money to my advantage so that I can make an opportunity of it. So when I went and looked up the word problem, it's pretty simple, right? You know, it's a matter or situation, um, usually unwelcome. <laughs> usually we don't want this problem. Usually this problem, usually this kind of this kind of problem could potentially be annoying, right? You know, the problem can be annoying, could be like, oh, my goodness, like, why am I dealing with this? Many people are dealing with stuff like think about it. Since 2020, people have had big, probably had more problems than they'd had before. Life was good. But but I can go back further when, you know, like 2006, I can go all the way back to 2006. Right. Because in 2006, 2007, you know, um, we had that real estate collapse. You know, those are problems. I can go back a little bit further, you know, like before 2000. And I can think about, you know, like, oh, the gas prices was in the dollar range. You know, back when I was, you know, working, um, you know, the last job I had between 1998 and 2001. I remember going to the gas gas station. And I remember when it went to 180. I'm like, yo, 180. And I used to get Supreme, right? So I'm, I'm at the gas station and, and, and the gas is 180. When we were used to 120, 110, I, and, and at some point in my college, it was under a dollar. So let's think about that. What happened? It, that was a situation. That was an unwelcome guest. We did not want that problem. Now, here's the thing. Can you change those types of problems? Nope, I can't change the gas prices. So that means if I can't change the gas prices, then 
then I got I got I almost have to disregard it. That means if you find yourself, oh my goodness, the gas price is high, then there's a different problem that has to be focused on. Think about it. If the gas prices, if if the gas price is six dollars, then what's the opportunity? I think I need more money. <laughs> if I'm gonna be driving, you know, if I'm gonna be moving around, um, I'm probably. I, it looks like I need more money, right? It, because if I get more money, then it doesn't matter what the gas prices are. I'm, you know, I was listening to someone talking about how they didn't even know what the gas prices were. They were like, I don't even know what the gas prices are. I just go, I just go get gas because that's not that. that why would they even focus on that? So when we think about problems. A lot of times we get fixated on ones we can't solve. Think we, we get fixated on ones we cannot solve. And when we're fixated on ones we can't solve, then that makes the ones that we can solve even almost unsolvable to us because, because automatically our minds, our body kind of work in such a way that it's like, well, well, if you can't solve that one, then you probably can't solve the one, your own personal problem. Yeah, no, you probably wondering, should I agree with Jay or not? Well, you don't have to agree with me. Look, this is this this is the account for life podcast. And as I think about the account for life podcast, we all must account for one thing. What is the one thing we must account for? Our own life. I can't look at Jenny. I can't look at my wife. I can't look at my mom. I can't look at my brother. I can't look at my friends. I can't look at my kids. I can't look at I can't look at colleagues. I can't look at anybody and say, oh, well, you know, well, look at you. No, I have to look at me. I have to account for this thing. So if I have to account for this thing, then I should be focused on what is most important. What's most important? All right, so if I have a problem, if there are problems out there, you know, a lot of people have health problems, but can I solve other people's health problems by default? No. If I'm a doctor, if that's my work, then I'm involved in people's health, but most of us aren't doctors, so I'm not involved in people's health. So that means that I can't solve their problem, which means that Okay, well, do I have a health problem? If if I've got a health problem, then I can turn it in. I can say, well, if I got a health problem, then what's my opportunity? You know, I remember, you know, some years ago when, you know, my dad had a heart attack. And it was, it was, I mean, luckily it wasn't the massive heart attack that take him out. I mean, thank you, thank you, Lord, he's still living. And this was back in 2003. You know, I remember like it was yesterday, mom calling me up and say, hey, you know, you you know, your dad had to be rushed to the hospital, you know, and he needs a quadruple bypass. And I'm like, whoa. She says, luckily, he got there in time. He's good. You know, the surgery is tomorrow. And I just remember going up and, you know, and looking at dad and thinking. And the thought came across that this could be you, man. This could be you. So sometimes other people's problems can give us an understanding of the problem that we could potentially have. And that one was when I looked at dad going on the gurney, going into the operating room that day, it was, you're going next. I said, well, what can I do? And back then, 2003, you know, I wasn't the healthy accountant yet. I wasn't trying to account for my life yet. I wasn't trying to do any of that. I, I mean, I was still eating McDonald's almost every day. I, I, I love McDonald's, 
you know, back then, you know, because it was simple. It was easy. It was cheap. It was on the go. Right. You know, I could just go to McDonald's. I can get me a couple double cheeseburgers and a French fry, um, a fr- double cheeseburger, French fry. And I wouldn't always get a drink, but I may get, I, I, I might have got even something like a six piece nugget or four piece nugget. I think they had. And and I'd be nice and full, spend four or five bucks, get out of there. And, you know, but I used to do that all the time. But then it got to the point, well, if that's going to be me, then what do I need to do? What is my opportunity? My opportunity was to live. <laughs> that was the first opportunity. It was like, okay, I got a problem. And it's not a problem yet. It's nothing like getting proactive. So think about it. When we see other people's problems, we could look at those problems and learn a lesson. What lesson can we learn from other people's problems? One, I don't want them. <laughs> so that's the first thing. I don't want their problems, especially especially if it doesn't look like, wow, that doesn't look like it feels good to have a heart attack. That doesn't look like it feels good to have high, bro- high blood pressure, having to go to the doctor, having to always take medicine. That doesn't look like it feels good to be on medication for cholesterol and diabetes. That don't look so good. It don't look good to have to go in for different types of surgery and procedures. I, I don't want to do that. So that means that if we're not experiencing something, so sometimes we have to look at, uh, we do have to look at other people's problems. That's the one time we look at other people's problems and and then we do an audit. I heard Kobe Bryant say something recently. And Kobe said that you have to edit. It's like when you want something, you want something. Once you decide that, hey, this is what I want. He says, all right, well, now you got to edit your life. What 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 you mean edit your life? You got it's like audit, like like in our field accounting, you know, um, you know, CPAs, they would go into companies and they would audit the company. What's the purpose of an audit? A purpose of an audit is to look at the whole picture. We we're gonna take the financial statements because these are financial audits. We'll take the financial statements. It's the the income statement where you got income and expenses. You you got your balance sheet that shows your assets, liabilities, equity, and then you got your cash flow that shows where all the money went throughout the business. And so we take these three documents and we use these three documents to then audit what's on them. And so how do we audit what's on these numbers? Well, simple. We we take a look and we do an analysis. So CPA, now I, I've technically never done audits. I mean, I've played around with it, but outside of getting CPA, that wasn't my that wasn't my ministry. So but I'm just kind of giving you the, the high level overview. So we take these documents and usually what the first thing we'll do is say, hey, we need this year and last year. In some case, we look at the, ne- the, the year before that. But we definitely need last year. But usually it's two years. We're going to look at these years and we're going to compare. We're going to look at the balances, but what's the difference? What's the change? What's going on? So that's the first. That's one of the analytical procedures that a CPA, someone who does art, is going to do. Like in the beginning, now I could be out of order. So if you're if you're if you're one of those that do these kind of things, don't worry about it. I'm just I'm just kind of giving a high level view. So here it is: you do an analytical procedure, and then you're going to look at certain numbers, and then what you're going to do is you're going to make some tests. You're going to do some tests, right? We got to do some tests, like, and then we're going to get the the general ledger. That's the that's the basically the document that or 
or where all the transactions went into every different account, right? So we'll get that and then we'll start pulling out, oh, because of different types of entries went in. Well, what was that? What was this? And we'll pull out a bunch of things to audit. You know, they'll send out confirmations of what the balances are in certain accounts. Get the bank to tell us, you know, get the creditors to tell us, get any external partners like, hey, if someone owes, if someone owes us money, let's get a confirmation that that's right to them. So we're doing this audit. And then they take notice of how you do things. It's like the process, the process for getting all this on the books, the process for getting your financial statements, you know, to, you know, to reflect this way. What's the process? And they go, look, they go and test, they go and look, they go and test. And they give a report. So that's how CPAs audit. So how would you audit your life? How does one do that? Well, here's how you would audit your life. It's actually easier. It's like, well, what did I do yesterday? What did I do the day before? What, what am I doing today? Literally, you got to then go back and start auditing. But as you're in the audit process, now every time you have an idea, the idea has to filter through what it is you want. I said that I wanted to do this. Oh, is that going to take me there? No, that's not going to take me, so I can't do that. That's editing. That's auditing your life. Because if I said that I want something, if I said I want six pack abs, and this is, guys, this is hard. Like, yeah, I've been working on this. And, you know, I saw a guy in the gym this morning, and he, I should have asked him how old he was, but I, I think he's at least, I think he's at least 10 to 15 years younger than me, at least that. So he was doing some stuff and I was looking at him like, man, like he's really like he's working. Like, wow. I said, you know, what's interesting. I said to myself, man, I probably need somebody to work out with. I can work out with somebody like that. You know what that would do to me? That would that would elevate my life. That would elevate me because it's like he had his stuff going on and he's doing all these things. I'm like, yo, he's he's getting it in, you know, so. We have to edit and audit the stuff that we want based on the things that we do, right? Based on the things we do. And it's not easy. If it was easy, everybody would do it. Everyone would be successful. Everyone would be rich and wealthy and all this stuff. Everyone have everything that they ever want. It's this editing process. It's this auditing process that, you know, makes it, it, it you know, it's like it puts you on notice, well, you said you wanted this. So it's kind of like I've been really, really, really working on not really eating much carbs. Um, and it's challenging because carbs, carbs are like everywhere. <laughs> Aren't they? They're everywhere. You got to be really intentional not to eat them. Right. Um, and, and so like this week, what I mean, but, but here's the thing. What's a carb fruit? Fruit are carbs. So I try not to eat too, I, when I'm eating like this, I'm trying not to eat too much fruit, right? Nothing like, like for, if all I was eating was fruit, then that's cool. But I'm not just eating fruit. So I don't eat as much fruit. Um, But you can, you know, I eat vegetables and, you know, but I'm really working on just, they say if you can get satiated with proteins and you can get satiated with vegetables too, right? You, you can get satiated with it. 
with with anything. And what I mean by that is when you're eating, get full. Like you get your, make sure you get full or you eat to the point where you don't want to eat anymore. To your stomach says no, but because you're eating, eating the right way, then there's no like funny business happening. Like the thing about certain carbs is that you can eat more of them like rice, man, you know, French fries, potatoes. You, you can eat more of them and they sit there. They don't move as fast. It, I mean, if you're a bodybuilder or somebody like that, you might need those things. But if you're not, what if you're not? What if you're not a bodybuilder? You know, so you're auditing the stuff going in so that whatever went in can produce the result that we want to come out. You know, so what is this one problem that makes all the difference? I, you, you should have been following, right? The one problem is simple. It's what is the recurring problem in my life? Mine. It's crazy because the recurring problem in our own life is the problem. That problem is our gift. That problem is our opportunity. And it's crazy because when you think of it like that, you say, really? So you saying that there's an opportunity in solving my own, just say money problem. There's an opportunity in solving my health problem, relationship problem, right? Whatever problem you got, kids problem, um, like what, like parenting problem, whatever the, op whatever the problem is, there's an opportunity there. Now, all opportunities doesn't mean that you necessarily can earn a living from it, but you could. Like a lot of times we, you know, we go to school to earn a living when school should just be almost like a place where we get educated on on the thing that we're good at. When usually we don't get educated on the thing that we're good at, you know, and and and, and how do I know that? Not just for myself. But look at my son, Jared. He's in school. He's not being educated on what he's good at. He's just being educated on something. And here's the thing. He's just being educated on something. And it's so kind of like broad it's so broad that it's like oh it makes it more challenging because now it's like okay well I'm, I'm in school for this but I think I really want to do this but I'm not learning that I'm not being I'm not really nothing's being developed there what do you do that's a problem it's an opportunity it's a way to get better it's a way to say you know what then that means I have to try, I have to go out here and solve the problem. So whatever, whatever this problem is, that's recurring. Usually it's recurring. Whatever that recurring theme is, that's what's most important in our life. Because our life is precious, right? Our life is precious. And we all have the opportunity of living it to the fullest. But unfortunately, we just don't know how to manage it all. So how do you account for your opportunities? How do you account for your time? How do you account for your health, wealth, and relationships? How do you account for the one life you have to live? That's why God created me. He created me because I always felt like I didn't know how to manage my own life. There's so many facets to it. I wanted to understand a lot of stuff. I knew that I had a capacity for, for more. 
And God knew that too. So God did two things when he named me. He named me Japheth because he says, hey, prosperity, opportunities, you'll go far in your life, expansion and enlargement. But two, he says, you know, he put me with a family that had a last name that's more. And on the just on the surface, what does more mean? It means more. It means it means to have more than enough. It means abundance. Is that by chance? No. That's God's way of sending a wink to all of us because we all have, God did something unique for all of us and it's right in front of us. It could be our names. It could be, it, it could be where we come from. It could be, you know, it, it could be the neighborhood you grew up in. It could be the family that you're in. Like it could be, it could be a bad situation that happened to you. It, I mean, just terrible, horrific. But it says in Romans 8, 28, all things work together for the good of them who love God and are called to his purpose. So if you believe, if you know that you've been called for a purpose, for God's purpose, then take a look at your life. Look at the one problem that's been recurring. Look at look at what you've been yearning for. Look at look at what makes you get upset. Look at the passions that you have. Find that one problem and know that that problem will make all the difference. Guys, I appreciate you for joining me for this episode of the Account for Life podcast. This is Jay Moore, your healthy accountant, helping you to account for your life. God bless. I'll see you on the next episode. Peace.